0: defy everything including your very own concept of season preview podcast episodes oh my god it's the indycar preview of motorsport 101 the motorsport 101 indycar series preview right cool
1: Nice and bog standard intro there, as always, from RJ. Hey guys, how's it going? Dre Harrison back at it once again with a brand new episode of Motorsport 101 for you. I'm your friend and neighborhood host, and yeah, time for part two of our, shall we say, Motorsport Season Preview Series. We had Formula a couple of weeks ago. Amazingly, they've had three races since then. It's just, that's, that's just how these things go. <laughs> so, yeah, in this time, we're going to be talking IndyCar, which starts this weekend in St. Petersburg. And uh, we have a lot to get for here because it is the most entries, I think I'm right in saying, Mr. RJ O'Connell, since before the split, I want to say. <sighs>
0: That's correct um if if you um if you've read my uh introductory article for RaceFans.net dot net this season, uh, I counted twenty five drivers that uh good health willing and if they don't get fired will run the full season and that's I went through every year since two thousand eight when the sport reunified and that's the most that we've had since two thousand and eight and two thousand twelve where there were twenty four. Uh, aspiring full-time drivers. Crazy stuff. Also with us, we
1: have Ryan Eric King. Hello, sir.
2: Yep. Always glad to be here. Can't wait for the season to end, the car. It's going to be a big year.
0: But is it going to be bigger than Daytona King?
2: (laughs) I don't know. I got I got to check in with my uh with my friends over at the Daytona Beach News Journal.
0: Remember the main to hell with Spain. It's <laughs> <laughs> what is what is what 24 other people are going to be thinking as they try and chase down outs below from the in the championship.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a fun time. Exactly. Uh, and with me as well. Cam Buckley. Hello, sir.
3: Hello everyone. Man, the, the the Daytona 500 certainly set some kind of bar for the Indy 500 to meet this year. I don't know what kind of bar, but it certainly is one.
1: Yeah, it, it hopefully exists. Hopefully we
3: ruin less cars.
1: <laughs> hopefully. Hopefully. I think I'm right in saying, like, quick Daytona side note, 70% of the field was involved in some kind of wreck over the course of that
0: race.
3: 27 cars <laughs> were involved in a crash at some point. You yeah, don't have to
0: make the cars race like this. They don't. Especially when we're already having a chassis shortage. That said, congratulations to NASCAR Cup Series rookie, second time Daytona 500 starter, Austin Centric on winning the race for Penske. How about it? The flagship number two car finally wins the Daytona 500 after all these years. Brad Keslowski couldn't do it. He decided to just go. He decided he had the shock. To win the race and then just went full Kobe Bryant and threw it right in the fucking garbage.
3: <laughs> well, That's I'm sure he out. and Chase Briscoe would have uh, choice words on that finish and on Roger's birthday as well.
1: Yeah, he's 85th birth- because, uh, birthday. Because, man,
3: Cindric put his teammate in the wall and Blaney, if it was anyone else but Blaney, I would have come back to get Cindric. Uh, but Blaney wanted to see a Penske car win on Penske's birthday because I don't know I don't know how happy Roger would have been I'm
0: still mad that Bubba lost out by half a car uh,
1: you know Bubba Wallace is the new super speedway
0: specialist right he he is the <laughs> yeah. new Mr. Restrictor plate wait we can't call it Restrictor. he's the new Mr. Tapered Spacer forget Ricky Stenhouse I'm oh, sorry Dale Jr. <laughs> you've been waiting for the game too long Bubba Wallace is is the new he could see the air
3: But we're Uh, not here to talk about
0: NASCAR.
3: He who sitteth at the right hand of Rick Allen, to whom no reverence is given.
1: Indeed. So, let's get into the IndyCar Season Preview very, very shortly. We'll talk about the calendar, the new team, some of the new drivers. We have a very um, heaped rookie class to get into as well. Also, shout out to my man Jason who keeps stats on these things. Mentioned, apparently, according to him, it is my 300th appearance on this podcast, which uh, is a terrifying thought for all involved. Um, Thanks, y'all, for having us uh, in your homes
0: or wherever you may listen to us. Um, The fact I've done 300 of these
1: is terrifying.
0: I don't have any celebratory wreaths to give you, but I can give you some uh, discarded bottles of flavored sparkling water. need those. Sweet. Send them in the mail. You love to see. Make it. a chair out of them.
1: <laughs> right. You can celebrate by playing up.
3: Mario Kart after.
1: At <laughs> 300 up, let's do this. So. Basically, you can find us real quick. We're on YouTube.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Facebook.com forward slash Motorsport 101. We're on Twitter at Motorsport underscore 101. If you'd like to follow our personal handles, you can. At Harrison 101HD at C-Buckley917. Uh, Ryan Eric King and at RJ O'Connell. Um, you can follow us on our Instagram page at Motorsport101pod. And you can find all of those details as well as our Patreon page at Motorsport101.com. So, what I find to beers to crack to celebrate 300. Let's let's get into our IndyCar Season Preview.
0: It is time, it is time, it's time already? It's only February, what the fuck? I, I know,
1: I know, it's weird talking about IndyCar, we're gonna have a race in the books by the time we get to the end of February. But here we are. Uh, so, what we're going to do is we're going to go up and down the grid, and uh, we'll, we'll have some choice words, some testing, some off season notes, all of that fun stuff as we go team by team up with the grid. And we start at the top of the list with Junkos Hollinger Racing. Um, if I joke here, now with 100% more Carlin. Who knew? Um, so we we'll more on that in just a second. They're only one in one car. It's the number 77. It's Callum a lot. He returns after a brief uh, cameo appearance. Um, at Portland last year, he'll be in the 77 car. You may remember him as 2020's Formula 2 runner up as well. Um, so one of their big offseason notes was they've formed a new technical alliance with former team Carlin, sadly, no longer on the IndyCar grid as of now. So Richard Jinkos and Brad Holland have entered a technical alliance with Team Carlin to combine their forces behind the random of the 77 car. Jinkos bought out the remaining Carlin factory assets late last year, and the remaining members of the team have been absorbed for this season. I, I mean, gentlemen, I don't think the expectations are going to be too high here, but at least the driving talent's an exciting
0: name, right? Yeah, I. it's very... IndyCar always has a knack for being a place where uh, forgotten Formula One prospects seem to thrive <laughs> if they wanted enough. And in the case of Cal Mylad, he is 24 months removed from competing with Mick Schumacher for a Formula Two title. Just months ago, he was s- still in the frame for Formula One drives. And then he won- and then what a gift for Yokos Hollinger racing, a team that, let's not forget, was functionally dead about a couple of years ago, they were not, they were, had no prospects of ever coming back to the IndyCar series. They had to lay off pretty much all of their staff before they came back at the tail end of last season. And they have a driver of Violet's talent fall into their lap. It's, I don't want to put too high of an expectations on them because again, this is a first year team. This is made up of parts of a team that was still struggling to get things going back before they took their IndyCar hiatus and a team in Carlin that just never could get out of the blocks. Uh, but I don't think the driving talent is any is going to be a huge issue. And I think Brad Hollinger's going to have some really good ideas for this team. We know Ricardo Junkos wants this to see because he's been in this game long enough and made enough sacrifices to ensure that they will all want to make this work. We'll see.
3: Yeah, yeah. The driving talent certainly not the problem here. I mean, ILOT was uh, really, really damn good in his limited appearances last year. Albeit in a team that, no matter how how you slice it, is a whole lot higher up the grid than the constituent parts of this team were. Uh, we call it a technical partnership. It's more that they absorbed the corpse of Carlin into uh, into the fold here because. Uh, well, similar to Trackhouse in NASCAR, it's almost like three dead teams combined to rise again from the grave.
0: <laughs> it's oh, the, yeah, it's a Frankenstein's out. monster. This also has bird hollinger racing in it, too. I forgot about that.
1: <laughs> so, so kid, what do you make of this uh, smoothie of, uh, of Frankenstein's monster of an IndyCar team? Oh,
2: man. It'll certainly help that they'll be around all year, uh, but I think, echoing what you said, it well, echoing with RJ said, where it's going to pretty much be down to how much does I want it? How much effort is he mm. willing to put in? Because Max Chilton wasn't able to, wasn't willing to put in as much of an effort and it showed. Yeah. I think, I was I think of Ma-
0: Chilton- kind of really tanked Chilton's career. I think, I think at some point during the pandemic, it was just like, this is not for me, but I'm in too deep so far. And he just pulled the ripcord and decided I'm going to Lamont. I know, like, I lot would much rather be in Formula 1 at this stage of the game. But keep in mind, Alexander Rossi was also in the same boat when he got offered a lifeline at what was then an Andretti car and that he won the Indianapolis 500. And he's pretty much here to stay and for his career to be uh, examined under a microscope as he goes into yet, yet another losing season.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, the only issue I thought with this team was going to be, well, besides, you know, the limitations of where they are in the grid and obviously the technical alliance and all of that, is Eilox never seemed to be the sort of guy that genuinely wanted to be here. And I can understand that to a degree he had bigger I, I, don't, want, I don't want to make
0: that assumption. I don't. I, I I feel like Alexander Rossi should have, taught us, should have taught us better not to just assume what everybody's motivations are
1: but well, I'm cynical like that. So you're never going to convince me otherwise on that because he's, he literally called the series a stepping stone when he first rolled up. So what do you want me to tell you? Um, you know, it's so it's, it's, it's one of those things where I lot has spoken out on social media before about how he's, you know, he really wants to be in F1 and this is almost like a plan B, but you know, that's how it goes. And um, and I'm, so whether he wants it, we'll have to wait and see, you know, it's, it's always going to be hard to assess and it's going to be hard to, because he's in a back market team on paper, but We'll see. The talent has always been there with Callum, though. Now, AJ Foyt Enterprises, everybody's favorite shithousery right here, folks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they've expanded. They're running free cars next season. This is going to be fun. Um, Dalton Kellett returns in the number four car. Excuse me. me.
0: I do need to put a point. That uh, That is reigning Motorsport 101 participation trophy holder, Dalton Kellett.
1: Yes, he's just happy to be here. The the, uh, 23rd, and yes, if you're keeping score at home, the worst of the full-time runners last season in the number four car. Um, But we also have, in the 14 car, the one, the only, King Kyle Kirkwood, everybody. It's, it, he's here, the reigning Indie Lights champion, man we've spoken very extensively about on this network, you can check that out on YouTube if you haven't already, uh, it was a fun time, he'll be in the number 14 car, and we have an 11 car too uh, and we've got Tatiana Calderon coming over as well, she'll be running all of the road and street races, um in 2022, that car will be split for the over the ovals. Heavily rumored to be J.R. Hildebrand for the oval rounds. Not quite confirmed yet, but strong rumors suggest it will be. J.I. Hildebrand taking the ovals in the 11 car on a split schedule. So not really full-time, but you get the gist. The car points will count anyway. So, yeah, the, there's one obvious thing to point out about this, and that's obviously the acquisition, the surprise acquisition, I should say, of uh, Kyle Kirkwood. Um, we, as, as you may or may not know, Juno Andretti being unable to incorporate him after their attempt on an F1 deal collapsed, Indy champ, car was snatched up by AJ Foyt, and the 23-year-old American feels less pressure on himself, apparently, due to Foyt's current struggles. He, he said in an interview with uh, Motorsport.com, he said, quote, it, it does take pressure off me, yeah. At the same time, I think it's beneficial for me because, like I've said, the team has been super open with me. They want to learn, too. I've been able to bring some kind of experience over from my history and hone in and try to get something out of our car here. I think we're going to grow together as a team. I think the chemistry has been working out perfectly. The thing that jumped off the page to this one, Fedders, is that AJ Foyt is a and his team is apparently learning off a 23-year-old rookie that's never raced in his cars before. Just throw that one out there. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, that's that's
2: a weird thing to say. Where it, <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely feels like this team is. Like It feels weird to use the term rebuild, because normally when you say when you say rebuild, there are going to be a couple seasons where it's going to be real rough. It's been but, in a
3: perpetual rebuild <laughs> since the kart teams came back to the Indy Racing League.
2: Yeah, and it, it feels like that, you know, they got a major sponsor. They have Rocket, and they yeah. got uh, a Tatiana Calderon, who's had Rocket backing you know, before this point. Mm-hmm. And three cars, it's a lot of it's a lot of, my, it's a lot of opportunities to get mileage, to get applicable data to improve your running with three cars. Uh, it, it feels like, you know, again, a rebuild. And it's like, will they be how competitive will they be this year? Don't know. But hopefully they'll be better next year. The thing with
0: like, a lot with like any rebuild is you need to have you know, future, a future elite caliber athlete to, build your, to be the focal point of that rebuild. You're not going to get much better prospects than the driver who's won more races at, the, at all the rungs of the road to Indy than any other driver in the history of the series. If you can't make it work with Kyle Kirkwood, I don't know who else out there you're going to get.
3: Yeah, Yeah, Kyle Kirkwood has the most glittering junior record of, like, anyone in the American Motorsports ladder that I can remember.
2: Mm. Like, it would, like, and on paper, this makes sense to have Hildebrand for the Ovals, because he has a lot of experience on that front. It would just be real nice to have uh, at least one more experienced driver for at least the road and street courses to just try to get some veteran knowledge (laughs) you know, coming in. They I raised the point.
3: <laughs> I raised the point with, uh, AJ Foyt. They have had piles upon piles of hyped talent and experienced talent in and out of this team.
0: Yeah, it was five years ago. Good. Carlos Munoz coming off another strong performance of the Indy 500 and Connor Daly in the team. And they couldn't make that work. And what did, what did they, they do with it? A dude what did they do with it? Win- They did nothing with it. They have not won a race since Takuma Sato at Long Beach in 2013.
3: Back when Takuma Sato was just the guy who crashed every other weekend in IndyCar. And was not entirely undeserved for that reputation, at least under the old IR05 slash IR08. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's Foyt. It's always Foyt. it's
1: It's always Foyt, and I'll be real with you. If you're expecting Kyle Kirkwood to do the heavy lifting for your team as a rookie, as a team that has struggled for the last decade plus, you've got fundamental problems with
0: your team. Yeah, right? and even when um, experience, like, let's not forget, Tony Khan was a full-time runner with this team not too long ago, and they still weren't that much better with him.
3: Ask Sebastian yeah, Bordeaux. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, they, they've had great
1: talent in uh, the talent is not an excuse. They've had excellent drivers in their seats the last decade. It's amounted to nothing. So, Hey, okay. Build it around the rookie and see what happens. Sure. Um, okay. But I I think that's an unfair level of expectation to expect from Kirkwood, even if he's an S tier prospect in, in the context of the American ladder. I don't like that mix. It's, uh, it, it, it worries me. Um, Curse you, Andretti, for not being able to fulfill this man! Um, I, I think they've done better, personally, but uh, we'll have to wait and see how Foyt yeah. goes. There's Before we move on of, uh... from
0: Foyt, uh, I did want to say that Tatiana Calderon's Road and Street schedule will mean that she'll be the woman who's run the most races in a season since Emoto de Silvestro in 2013. So it's been a whole ten years since we've had a woman run most of an IndyCar schedule.
2: Yep. Sigh.
1: Deep Sigh. Uh, to and say the least. Similarly, so, right. god-awful team. Dale Coin. Now, this is a team that I, I, I like where this team is. I like, it's like that Top Gear meme of Clarkson and the Keyer. It's just like, this is excellent, but I like this. Um, <laughs> because, uh, in, for Dale Coyne this year, in the number 18, we have David Malukas uh, as a rookie. He's only 19 years old, but he was runner-up in that IndyCar se- in Indy the light season last year, behind Carl Kirkwood. And joining him in the number 51 car in collaboration with Rick Ware Racing is Takuma Sato. Hey, we just mentioned him. <laughs> Takuma's <laughs> back again. Hello, buddy. Um, and yes, in case you didn't spot it, Uh, Dale Coyne is gushing over being able to bring in David Malukas. He's in full-time for the year as well. And yeah, here's a fun quote for you. Um, "Quote: I've been following David in Indy Lights, and I was very pleased by what I saw. He had a remarkable season, and then he impressed everyone when we tested him back in October. It was his first time in an car, and he was the fastest one at the test, even ahead of a veteran driver. And, on top of it all, he comes right down the road in Chicago. So it's a perfect fit for us to run David next season. Um, there's excitement in the air at Dale Coin, and I can yeah. see why. Like, I really like
2: this fitting. Have you noticed this too? <sighs> yeah, it's it's like Foyt, but better. It's, it's, Aretha, it's <laughs> Foyt, but there's experience there. It's, it's the rebuild that we know is going to pan out. <laughs> I mean, look,
1: David Malukas, for all credit to him, was not that far behind Kirkwood in Indy Lights last year. I know people got very excited about Kirkwood, understandably so, but Malukas did run him pretty close last year. He's four years younger, right? And we've seen what this team can do with with very smart collaborations in the past, and they've done – they've had an excellent track record – with new drivers coming into the series. You know, some guy called Alex Pillow made his debut
2: here just about, you know, a year or two yeah, ago. Yeah, that's the key difference here. Where hmm. all the concerns we have about Foyt and their rebuild, Coin addresses without any issue. They've shown in the past they could perform in, with, you know, lesser resources in the big teams. They have a veteran driver that, that Malukas can learn learn alongside and can provide engineers, you know, all the information they need to improve. I think the
0: business alliance that Coin have done. Uh this 18 car is effectively the old Vassar Solvent car. It's not it's not Vassar Solvent anymore. It's HMD Motorsports, it's Henry Malukas, David's dad's company. So yes. He is a bit of a boss's son, but he's a really good boss's son, uh, and I think yeah. probably the one driver in this rookie class I think a lot of people are sleeping on, because, yeah, Kirkwood's Indy Lights champion. Devlin D. Francesco's buddies with Fernando Alonso and Mike Tyson. Okay, uh, Lundgaard and Aylock come over from Europe, uh, but Malukas is the guy they're all sleeping on. Takuma Sato. I don't know when Takuma is going to hit the cliff, but... I don't want to even think about it. As long as Takuma Sato's out here having fun and running races every day, I'm here for it. Two-time Indy
1: 500 champion. I was going to say, Sato gives you an automatic 500 shot, which is which is what we're all here for, let's be honest. And having that bullet in the chamber is a very nice weapon to have, because we know Takuma is one of the better 500 runners in recent history. And like I said, Malukas brings over a ton of resources from HMD, and he's ridiculously talented. There's a lot to like about this coin setup. There's a lot to like a lot of collaborations smartly run business smartly run race team and a lot of exciting talent i mean yeah okay takuma's in his mid 40s now but he's still a damn solid driver for a team at that level so yeah, i think there's a lot to like and it would not surprise me at all if malukas was rookie of the year by the time it's all said and done Ooh, I really is, that like is that our first ball
0: pick of the weekend is our first ball pick of the show <laughs>
1: I think it is. I, I, I may or may not have said it during an Astray video back in January, but I, I did say I think a lot of people have slept on David Malukas, um over the course of the last offseason or so. I think a lot of people are either looking at the European prospects or we're looking at Kirkwood. I think a lot of people missed malucus and I think that's going to come back to bite some people once this season actually starts. Don't let me down, David. I've got a lot of faith in you, buddy. I know our Discord does, too. Um, so, you know, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, hopefully positive signs ahead for coin. We, we like them a lot here right now. Another one. Let's go to Ed Carpenter Racing. Um, <laughs> always a fun time with Uncle Ed, Oval Master himself. Face, um, Cadet but- Ed space space guardian ed but he will not be in the car this year uh, outside of the 500 which is looking like it's going to be a third entry not confirmed yet i checked his website for this um they're looking for funding for the 500 to run a third car but ed has actually stepped aside from the ovals in the number 20 car connor daly will get that seat full time uh this season um, so Connor finally gets a full-time seat for the first time since 2017, um, as, as you do, um, and he will be alongside again the very highly talented, uh, the very highly talented and very highly rated Renus V K in the 21 seat, who became one of IndyCar's youngest ever winners last year in Indianapolis's road course. So a big change in the regard at Ed Carpenter racing is the owner himself steps back from the 20 car to let Connor take his seat full time. Daly was just delighted to have a sense of stability at ECR again, saying, quote, to be able to come back to Wed Carpenter racing for the full season is incredible. I haven't had the chance to be with one team for the entire year since 2017. So this is something I'm very, very thankful for. I have a lot of faith in ECR, and each year we continue to get better together. Um, shout out to Connor. He was able to talk some Bitcoin news into getting the funding for a seat. So, you know, fair play to him. I <laughs> just hope
0: they paid up front.
1: good luck to him um good luck to him but i mean this is an interesting team like daily it's it's weird even describing daily as a veteran because he just turned 30 this past off season which made me feel really really old um in the in in of itself but we all know all lives are going to be on rena's vk and what he can bring to the table second full year in. I mean, is that, that the vibe we're getting here? Renus VK said
0: that his season did not fall apart last year because of his broken collarbone that he suffered in a training accident before Road America. And I take Hmm. it, I, I don't think his fitness was the problem, but damn, the correlation between his training injury and them just falling off the cliff with whatever setup issues they were having, that's stark, because you, you kind of lose sight of the fact that Renus VK was one of the stars of the entire month of May. He won the Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. He led a lot of the 500. Things were looking good. I had I had to talk my editor-in-chief into saying, like, hey, it's not just a big three of talented young drivers that are at the forefront with Hurto award." Ward. And uh, and Pillow. it's you should you should put VK in that discussion because he is on that caliber, especially when he's going on all cylinders.
2: Mm. Yeah, and I, I think that's you know a bit down to I wouldn't say IndyCar really has any backmarker teams. I'd say there's a front half and a back half, and right, right now, based on the teams we went through, and even with this lineup, this the. "Quote unquote," back half teams are looking really competitive, oh, yeah. Yeah. and it's gonna be a rough fight for for all the rookies, especially against the more established young drivers. Where I don't think VKR daily are gonna hold any quarter to Malukas or Kirkwood out there on track.
1: I think. Yeah, so I'm sorry cut you real quick. Sorry, cut you cam just a second there. but yeah, I was gonna say. There are literally dudes at a double VK's age in the same sort of performance bracket that they're at right now. Um, like, <laughs> We'll get to them very briefly, but one of the drivers in that team that's mentioned next on the list is literally old enough to be Rhenus' dad at this point, comfortably. <laughs> so like, this it's going to be a hard a hard time for Renus if that team performs up to standard. Yeah, go on, Cam.
3: I would say, one of the things about uh, ECR is that Depending on which weekend we're in, we don't know whether they're going to be a front half or a back half team because their ceiling seems to fluctuate throughout the year. At the Indy mm. 500, they're always a threat for pole in the oh, modern yeah. age. And they, they were the only Chevrolet team worth a damn in qualifying. Last they were the year. only
0: consistent threat out of the Chevrolet stable to have a chance to win. And I think that also is why, you know, Connor Daly got this full time ride as a reward not only for putting in a lot of work in the piecemeal deals that he had in 2021, but also it was the Indianapolis 500. Indiana had a new local son that they could gravitate behind because we don't know how long Ed Carpenter is going to be chasing this white whale of being a hometown Indy 500 winner, but Connor Daly (laughs) could still do it. But I don't know if, if it doesn't work out, I don't know how many more chances he's going to get. Like, this well, is the good thing, is he owns the team,
3: so as long as he has sponsorship, he can keep doing this for as long as he wants. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know, I know, Carpenter, that I know Carpenter, uh, you know, he'll do it as long as he wants. I'm just thinking, like, you know, for Connor Daly, this is like the best thing that's happened to him in a long time, and also it could be his last shot at a full time ride if it doesn't work out.
1: Yeah, mm,
0: indeed,
1: then Mark's a lot. Of, it's, it, it... There's a it's a very thin margin game and yeah R J made made a fantastic point. Daly was superb at the 500 last year. He led several laps of that race and the old meme of bad luck corner came to strike when he was hit by Ray hall straight tire, uh, which did his day in. Which you just just when you think Daly's finally had a good run at one of these things that happened um you know we all know they're very a very strong 500 team rinus i think is an excellent talent again lots like out of this camp i'm curious to see what Daly does with a full season again for the first time in a good half decade because the last time he had one them it was with voice and well you know that one worked out to say the least speaking of the other end of the experience scale we talked about rinus vk Let's talk a little bit about mayor Shank Racing, and uh, <laughs> Your this is going to 24-hour winners. Yes, um, Rolexes and rings for days here. Um, in in the 06, Helio is back for the full season this time at the tender age of 46 um he's taken the full season we all know him as the man that climbed the fence again last year when he became a member of the four five hundred wins club and of course as our cam alluded to won at daytona a month ago as well so uh yeah in in, in good form at the moment helio to say the least but they made a big name acquisition as well they are they are brought in in a second car in the number 60 some guy called Simon Pagano Cam I think I think you like him I think he's <laughs> um, yes joining the Strawberry Nest Quick Society is Simon Pagano in the number 60 car and uh, Helio was gassed when he found out about this news quote We feel having Simon now with the team, which is going to be a great teammate as well, working together to understand what we need, that's probably going to put us on that next level. Simon is an amazing talent. He looks for small details. I really like it. He understands the team process, working as a teammate. We're hopefully carrying that over to MSR, which is not only going to help us, me and Simon, but help the team to elevate. And that seems to be the running pattern of all the PR quotes and interviews I've seen with this team going into this season elevation this is a team that wants to be
2: taken seriously at the very highest level um it's like it's elevation like their their rise has been meteoric and that's an understatement like we had one of the first interviews when they announced that they were going to be a part-time team with Mm -hmm. jack harvey and just in a matter of just a couple years they they're a multi-car, full-time team, and the reigning Indianapolis 500 champion. See, if you had a oh, Indy
3: 500 <laughs> death lineup of the modern age, the guy who's won four of them, and the guy who carried the entirety of the Penske Empire on his back for the last three years is
0: not a bad setup to have. Oh yeah, by the way, they still have that Andretti Autosport Technical Alliance. And by the way, I love that this is like it's sunset in New York, so King has given us these prime golden hour images <laughs> in through the in through the window here.
3: That's great. Yeah, let me let, let me change my uh, let, let me move around in my rooms. Oh wait, I don't get
0: light in my room. I I am fascinated by MSR going all in on experience because we know that Simon Pagino mm. is not that far removed from competing for championships. Elio Castroneves did win the Indianapolis 500. He's got plenty of those. He could join, he could become the most successful driver in Indy 500 history. Do we think it ain't going in, because he turns 47 in May and a series title is the only thing that he didn't win. Do we think he's got a realistic shot at it? Why not? If, if,
3: okay. All right. All right. If they can carry last year's 500 form to this year,
1: that's double points in the bank. It's true. But thing is, I'm not sure how good Hedio is over a full season. That's my only concern here. I have every faith in Simon Pagano and I'm inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt because he was not the only struggling Penske of last year, right? I've got little to be worried about with with, with Simon. Helio over a full season at his age?
2: I'm not sure. Like, the I 500- don't know. <laughs> Pe- people have the same doubts about Montoya when he came back, and he won a championship yeah, yeah. at Penske. Also, uh, another yeah.
3: counterpoint. <laughs> Now, both of these guys won the 24 hours of Daytona. Yeah, they were in the same car with the yeah. same team. Mm. Elio Castroneves also won the IMSA championship two years ago when Penske kind of ushered him out the door a little bit of
0: IndyCar. Yeah. I mean, his last, his last full seasons, he was always competitive. He was top five in the championship his last six full-time seasons. He came so close without actually winning the title. But 2017 mm. and 2022 are five years ago, folks. I would All love to. I would love to, to see Leo at least give it one more, one more decent run at a championship. You know what I mean? I don't know yeah, if he's going to sure. do it, but I'd love to see it happen.
1: Mm. To be fair, who wouldn't want to see it happen? Because who doesn't like Helio Castroneves? He's just great. <laughs> He's just a great asset for IndyCar in general. He's one of the true characters of this sport. I don't think there'd be a, a dry eye in the house if Helio finally won the big one. You know, a series, like the perfect you know, cherry on top of a legendary career. Um, and even if it doesn't, Simon page knows a hell of a plan B, quite frankly. Um, so there's, again, it's, it's the other end of the scale compared to some of the other... You shall we say back half teams, as King quite eloquently put it. Um, you know they've gone the other way with this, but if you're going for experience, it doesn't get I'll much say better. Say the than uh, teams.
3: last three teams we've talked about, talked about a whole lot of Indy 500 excellence over the last three years.
2: Oh well, yeah. Hell yeah, Takuma.
1: Uh you know, Daley and VK's been up there. Helio arguably be the goat at the 500, well, you know, patch the brand been... at
0: Foyt either. If he gets that overdrive. No. Yeah, I know I know the one race that he didn't win, a pretty high profile one, but he so perhaps Foyt's... the most
3: famous non-win of of modern racing history.
0: But of course mm-hmm. under the radar, he was Foyt's highest finishing driver at the 500 last year, for whatever that's worth. Dre, yeah. uh, I I want to talk about the schedule. Yes. 'Cause if uh, yes, you did sir. not know, uh, it's it's here like a uh, like a like throwing up after after a long night of drinking. You were hungover <laughs> and you've just gotta wake up at 6 30 and spell that out of you. IndyCars here, February twenty seventh at St. Petersburg. Now, because travel restrictions have been eased this year, we're going back to Exhibition Place Toronto.
2: Yes. Yeah. Uh, though TV broadcasters hedging their bets. Uh, the race in Toronto will be the only one available exclusively on Peacock, mm. <laughs> and the Americans you know, all ju- groan in unison. Just you know, just in case anything were to
0: happen. Uh, yeah, you
2: never know. Could be a new variant. We've we've yeah. been here before. Yeah. Pandemic,
1: of course, will always be a big old asterisk. Yeah, but we but, do have uh,
0: St. Pete back in the start of the year. Long Beach back towards the start of the year. Uh, we have Texas, it's the second race of the year, and we know, like, the IndyCar guys that are also double-dipping in IMSA are not happy about that clash of dates with Sebring. But it is just going to be a single race. And the Detroit Grand Prix, the last on the streets of Belle Isle, is going to be a single header as well. So we have St. Petersburg, Texas on March 20th, Long Beach on April 10th, Barbara Motorsports Park, and Alabama on the 1st of May. Then we get to the month of May, Indy Grand Prix on May 14th. Then it's straight into time trials. Then the Indy 500 on May 25th. Then Detroit. And we got Road America on June 12th. Mid-Ohio on July 3rd. Toronto on July 17th. Fingers crossed. We're coming back to Iowa Speedway for a double on July 23rd and 24th. Then we're coming back to Indy on the road course for the Brickyard Weekend on July 30th. The streets of Nashville are back that on man. August seventh. Then it's back to Gateway on August twentieth. Portland on September fourth, and Laguna Saker on the eleventh of September. Seventeen race calendar. It's looking real good.
2: Looking really good. Yeah, there's a lot to
1: like about this about, about this cannon, I mean, it's, it's going to be it's going to be relentlessly fast paced in the in the back half of the year as well. Um I like Indy I like Indy course getting two races. I like the fact it doubles up with NASCAR now that weekend as well. That's fun to get through. <laughs> I mean I'm I'm okay with Detroit being one race. I'm okay with Texas only being one race after what happened last year. Um it's good to be back in Toronto. Um we've got much more guys taking part in the indie oval races as well, which is always good. Less part-timers and you know more guys committing to the schedule, which is always promising. There's a lot to like here, and, and we get to race over a bridge again on August 7th because yeah. they never mentioned that enough. We got the bridge yep. back, uh, Nashville. Yeah, isn't that lovely? Can't any? Can't be any more chaos than last year. So that is your 2022 IndyCar schedule.
2: Um, yeah, like I, I really enjoy this calendar. Probably my only complaint would be, hey, maybe ditch one of the the Indy Road Course races for a race at a a new oval. New oval? I, I would like on to the car
1: calendar. Madness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would like to see another oval race somewhere. That's that my only yeah, that, that real drawback. Find, I think still find a, on a
0: one-mile flat oval that hasn't been torn to shit to fit NASCAR like Phoenix was. Um, hmm. Is it in somebody else's market like the Milwaukee Mile is? You're gonna have to just build a new oval if you want something else on the calendar.
2: Well, they're thinking about tearing down the old Lakefront Airport in Cleveland. Might as well build something new oh, in okay. Cleveland again.
0: Still Cleveland. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Cleveland Town, everyone.
1: Uh, so let's get into what we what we consider the front half of the field. Some of the bigger hitters um, on paper. Let's start up with that highly popular livery team, the Arrow McLaren SP guys. Safe to say, they split the room on launch night. In the number five car, the man that finished third in the championship last year, one of the most exciting talents in global motorsport right now, Paddo Award, front in the Arrow McLaren SP team. And in the number seven car, making his return, Felix Rosenquest as well. Again, a a tale of two seasons last year. Paddo Award, third. Felix, 21st. Totally normal. Um, but there was a concern for me when I when I was t- thinking about this team this year, and that was, I think Pado really has... Well, I say one eye on F1. What I really mean is both eyes, both hands, and he's probably in midair, jumping at the opportunity to want to get into F1, uh, because he's been very open in talking about that, and Zach had to basically slap his wrist and say, no, Paddo, no. Um, he said, <laughs> yeah. basically... Quote, that's exactly what I told him. The quickest way to F1 is to go and do what Montoya or Villeneuve did. Go win an IndyCar. That's going to be your best chance of getting into F1. He's unbelievably talented. He's a great personality. I think he's got what it takes from a raw talent point of view to be a Formula 1 driver. I think his timeline is about right. The timeline that Zach was referring to was Pado last year saying, look, if I want to be in F1, I've got two years to do it. And, uh this is year one of that two-year plan. Although it is funny that this is coming from Zak Brown, a man who has tied down both his Formula One drivers to three-year extensions. So, uh, <laughs> in other words, <laughs> Zach, are you, are you saying if he wants to be an F1 you driver, he's going to have to go somewhere else? else?
2: <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just saying, one of the two, not saying who, might get shifted off to another McLaren program. Just throwing it out there, you
1: know, maybe, possibly, you yeah. know. Gentlemen, it's it's hard not to gush over Palo Award here. I mean, he's just a, a supreme talent, and it he's just has... He's not been... Oh, God, yeah. But he's just not quite put that full title campaign together just yet. He's a little bit short, but... You can't not
0: talk about him as a title contender at this point, right? Absolutely not. Not after last year and not when you consider that this is what McLaren's investing into. They didn't. They, they are not coming in with the idea of we want to be a plucky upper midfield team. That's not what McLaren invested in an IndyCar team to do. And they now have the maturity share. This is less Schmidt-Peterson. This is more McLaren. And that's going to come with a weight of expectations, and I think Patricio Ward can meet those expectations. I want to touch a little bit about Felix Rosenquist, because this is kind of a make-or-break year. But he is getting some help, because there's a gentleman by the name of Craig Hampson who is moving to be his race engineer. Here are some of the drivers that Craig Hampson has worked for. Uh, you know, Sebastian Bourdais, 31 race wins, four straight Champ Car World Series titles. James Hinchcliffe 2011 IndyCar Car Work of the Year. Uh, Dale Coyne Racing made, took, made miracles happen out of that team. So he's going to get some help trying to turn whatever the hell went wrong around this season.
3: They threw the entire house behind Pato and put Rosenquist on the same setups with a completely opposite driving style. Yeah. And you saw how that basically played out.
0: Yeah, it's got to work. It can't, yeah. it can't, truly it cannot go. Fields Rosenquist is so too it can't, to struggle again like this. It's tough when, you're, I, I when think... you're at
3: the front and basically fighting alone against, in the case of last year, what, three Ganassi cars on a given weekend. Mm, you'd have a rear gunner.
2: Like I, I think, for the most part, like it. It's clear when you look at the other four drivers who finished in the top five of the championship. They're all three car teams or, or more, and it's it's an issue. When uh, it's going to become less of an issue as you know the IndyCar season gets more and more rounds and rounds at different tracks, and we stop returning to venues repeatedly over over the season. Where, uh, getting data is important. That, that's one aspect of it. But in terms of a championship fight, when you have a bad day and you're picking up minor points finishes, you want teammates high in the field to take points away from your title rivals. Mm. And, uh, just adding one more car would not only help awards hopes of winning a championship, mm. but it'd also help Rosenquest out and get the team more data and figure out what will work with Felix.
1: Yeah, we're, we're, they're getting a third car for the month of May. Montoya will be returning for that, but it it's pretty much an open secret at this point. They're going to have three cars in 2023. They've openly flirted with tests for Nico Hülkenberg and King's beloved Stoffel season, Mr. Van Dorn as well. Um, so it, it, it's pretty Pretty much an open secret at this point. They're going to run a third car next year. Um, it's it, um, That's going to be for the whole season. So they, McLaren are not put, taking their foot off the gas pedal. They want everything they can get in IndyCar for the sake of it. And uh, yeah, they're building it around Paddle Award. And maybe just taking a step back and. Being a more balanced team going forward with Felix would certainly put them in the right stead. We know Pado is good. You can compromise with Pado to a degree because he's such a brilliant talent. Get Felix into play because we saw him in the number 10 car at Chip. He was superb that season. He was keeping Dixon honest on many occasions. We know what Felix can do in IndyCar. It's certainly a lot better than he was mclaren mm-hmm. last year at least that's how i look at it anyway um so yeah again a lot to be excited about there probably more of a 2023 long game especially if paddo is motivated and he wants that f1c because that's going to be interesting um although yes i would love to see paddo in an f1 car too because my god he's a charismatic oh, son of a bitch yeah i like that. Yeah, everybody <laughs> loves um, i like dude. him a lot
0: wonderful wonderful yeah. love him
1: yeah, great guy. We, we, we like him a lot on M101, and yeah, he'd be an instant charisma booster any series he would race in. Rahul Letterman Lanigan racing, and uh whew, for the first time in 15 years, they are running free cars full-time this se- this season. Um, anybody like multiples of 15? Uh, because uh, in the 15, we have Graham Rahul returning you know him, you love him. Number 45, we, they've brought in Jack Harvey, we uh, we love him here on the show, Mr. You Don't Know Jack himself, that's a great acquisition, I do like I do like that a lot, and in the number 30 car, Christian Lungard making his full-time season debut after finishing 12th in Formula 2 last year, the curse of the second ART, ringing high in Formula 2 again, has forced Lungard to go stateside. And yeah, like we we uh, a chat with Jack Harvey, he's he's very excited about this, saying quote this was a dream move. I've been working towards this moment for my entire career, and I'm so honoured and thankful for the trust Bobby, Mike, David and Piers have placed in me. We have common goals of competing for wins and championships, and I'm confident we'll be contending from the drop of the green flag next year. This is an exciting next chapter, and I can't wait to see what lies ahead. This is an interesting team, fellas. I mean, it's 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 an I'm not, I, I want to say it's a bit of an unproven lineup. Besides Ray Hall, we know Ray is very good. I wouldn't say he's exceptional. Not like he was when he was challenging for the title a few years back. But on paper, this is a if this all goes to plan, this is a nasty team. Like. <laughs>
2: Yeah, where we have, it, it feels weird to say, because at one point he was the youngest race winner in this category. Mm. Graham Rahal is one of the most experienced drivers in the field, uh, with Jack Harvey, obviously promising young prospect, done amazing things at Shank Racing. And mm. you have Kristen Lungard, you know, exciting driver in Formula Two. He's clearly skilled. Uh, it's certainly Planning for the future while trying to get maybe that that title push to maybe give Graham an outside chance at winning the championship. Mm, mm. Forget last um, year
3: this, this team was uh everything was going to plan and they ended up on what ended up being the right strategy to win the Indy five hundred. Problem is a uh finger trouble came crept in and uh stopped that right in its
0: tracks. Graham, Ray oh. Graham Ray Hall hasn't won a race in a, in a long, long time. It's been, what, like five years? How? Not for lack of trying. Yeah. <sighs> Not for lack of trying or lack of confidence either, but Graham's got to get back to start winning races. I think he's probably got the most pressure on him to perform.
1: Well, he's the team leader of a massive free car expansion. His name is on the side of the car, and we know he's been better than what. He's like, not like he's been bad the last two or three years, but we know he's been better than what he is right now, and that's yeah. part of the problem. We like it, it wasn't that long ago he was the best Honda driver in this entire field, and that wasn't that long ago. So, oh, no, that was well, 2015, like, ad-
2: admittedly- which was a while ago. <laughs> <laughs> Admittedly, like, outside the, you know, big three teams, the only driver who finished higher than him in the standings was Pad up. Mm,
1: indeed. Yeah. You can't ask for much more from a team at that level, but this is a team that wants more than that. Okay. And and uh, with that comes heightened expectations. Um, yeah, I, I have question marks about, like, Rahul is good. He's still clearly very good. He's very consistent. And that's always a a good... Having a high floor is always good. Does he still have that ceiling of... Some of the more elite names we're going to be getting to very soon. That's the question mark that I've
0: got. Potential.
1: I like the other guys they've brought in. Yeah, like like Jack Harvey is 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 a miracle worker. MSI Jack and Harvey elevated
0: Meyer Shanks. Uh, Elio Castro will of course get the credit because he's the one that got them to win the win in the Ampers 500. But that doesn't happen without the work that they and Jack Harvey did together over the years preceding that. And it's going to be a win win move because Meyer Shanks are in a better place now. Uh, after his departure, and Jack Harvey is in a better place now, being at Ray Hall Letterman, which does have a bit more experience under them. And my God, eh. it wasn't all that long ago that we were saying Christian Lundgaard was the most slept-on prospect in the Alpine Academy. He led he oh, led yeah. a small chunk of his one IndyCar race at the Brickyard Grand Prix last year, and I think that did enough to win him the job over any number of qualified candidates who would have loved to have that. A guy like Oliver Askew or Santino Ferrucci would have loved to have that seat. But it goes to Lundgaard, mm. who is much better than his Formula 2 CV shows. Absolutely. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, lots of like that set setup. Again,
1: I think it's one of those things where there's a few question marks there, but if it all falls into place, look out. That's a dangerous team. I have a big three into the big three and we start with andretti also sports and uh yes they are back with four cars all in numerical order because isn't that just neat and tidy uh in the 26 car returning colton herter uh the fifth in the championship last year in the 27 alex rossi per- nor- perennial top contender under the normal circumstances wait that's not ryan hunter ray in the yellow car that's Romain Grosjean. i don't know how i feel about this <laughs> But here he is. He's in the DHL 28 car and in the 29 car Devlin D. De Francesco was a rookie season in the lights last year. <laughs> King's iRacing buddy. Um, there's been some talk of rumblings between some of these dudes in the Indy setup. I mean they um, Alex Rossi spoke about it quite a lot but He's apparently relishing the prospect of going head-to-head with Colton Herter this year. So, quote, Colton and I are great together. He's become one of my good friends, honestly, and I love working with him, and he pushes me to be a better driver. I think there's a lot of internal competition, certainly in the team. In terms of driving the team forward, there's competition between the two engineering departments on both cars as well. It certainly is a big factor in terms of elevating the team, and I think that there's all the potential in the world for that to expand to potentially three cars in the organisation this year. Here, which would be exciting for all of us. Can I just say on the record, I don't believe him for a minute. Um,
2: <laughs> well, I, I believe him solely on the basis that, for the most part, Andretti has been fairly disappointing across the board. Mm. So, an improvement for one card is, a, is pretty much an improvement for all say, the other cards. Than, uh, other than point.
3: Colton Hurta, last year this team were legitimate backmarkers.
1: <laughs> yeah. They were rough. It was rough last year. Look, I'm not gonna talk too much about Colton Herter. We've gushed about him on this show, especially towards the end of last year. He is an exceptional all round talent. You know, a guy that I'd even go as far as to say might be favourite for the championship. He's he's that good. If you if you said to me I think Herter will win the title, I wouldn't laugh at you. Let's put it to you that way. I think there's absolutely a viable argument you can make. I have concerns about Alex Rossi because he's had two or three years where he's not been he's the been title terrible, challenger. He's been no good, had. and very yeah. bad. Yeah, it's... By his standards, he's dropped off a cliff in the last two years, and it looks like Herter is now the spiritual leader of this team, especially with the F1 talk that came around Andretti twice over the last, you know, six months or so. Um... I am curious to see what Rossi does this year because if if you really want to get back up the field again, you need Rossi on point. Like Herter can't do with alone in a very similar vein, I think, to what we've seen with 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 um, McLaren, with Padua Award, for example. I think that, I mean, RJ, what do you make of it? I think it's a, I think it's a very interesting dynamic in that
0: Andretti driver lineup this year. There's so much, there's going to be a lot of expectation on Roman Grosjean in the 28 car because last Mm. year was one of those situations where you get an experienced hand coming over from Formula One after he's already done everything in his career or winning a race and it works out. Because not every time it does, but it worked out this time. It worked out well enough that he goes in to a seat where he's being hyped as a championship contender. I think it's going to be very, very fascinating to see how he fares in that because he's in, he's in a good platform. I think Andretti Autosport's problem is that they just have not been able to get the most out of what they can bring to the table. I mean, bless them. Ryan hunter Ray and James Hinchcliffe look like they aged 50 years overnight going into these last couple of years. You'll Alexander say, Rossi has not – I don't think Rossi is struggling with the Aero screen but it is kind of well, well, coincidental the Last, with the
3: last year, the only two things I remember from Alex Rossi's season were being competitive at the 500 and then being caught in the same fuel situation as Dixon. Instantly ended his race as far as a competition for the win. And then looking like his old self in Laguna Seca
0: until he crashed.
1: Yeah. See Those
0: this, are the highlights of Rossi's season. See this, this is a... This is out of a uh, friend of the show, Remy Connors's, uh living room. This is Alexander Rossi's Indianapolis 500 milk bottle. This wasn't that long ago. I know 2016 was longer ago than 2017, but there's still vivid memories of that. Um, he's got the talent, and he's got the incentive to want to do better. He's, he's got, got to got to piece it. it all together.
3: He's got to show it. Um... I don't think I really have any more to add as far as Grosjean, except as far as the platform, I don't know, because Andretti just haven't been good the last couple years, except for Colton. And
1: they feel stretched. stretched Yeah, it feels like...
3: I've made this point in the past, and I'll expand on that. It feels like four cars is too many for them, because... They can only have like one car be good at a given weekend. Usually, Colton Herda.
2: Yeah, and it. Yeah, because it, it really feels like the team. Well, I you know don't work there, don't obviously know how it is, but from the outside in, it's looking like they they're really rallying around Herda and it's seemingly to the detriment of the other car. Well, you, yeah. you, you,
3: you can't rock up with a four car team and not mean it. Um. Yeah. Especially when you've got talent like Alexander Rossi and Romain Grosjean, who was superb last year. People typically don't come Mm. into the series and just be competitive from the outset. And Devlin DiFrancesco, who, despite our notions on him as a driver from certain iRacing events... Is pretty
0: damn solid. <laughs> He's solid. I, I don't think he got the most out of his one year in Indy Lights than he probably could have, given the expectations and giving the backing that he has. Uh, but as l- if he can consistently fin, if he can consistently put up top tens in the car, which is something Hinchcliffe struggled to do last season, driving hurts. Um, I, I think that will meet expectations. I uh, think you have. To... Oh yeah, and uh, by the way, in case you need another wrinkle, there's this whole thing about Mario Andretti letting the cat out of the bag, saying that Andretti's got plans to enter F1 as a standalone team. So this oh. ought to be fun. And and
3: Alpine, <laughs> Alpine jumping right on. That's like, hey, hey, we'll supply you. Please, someone take oh, our power I... units. <laughs> um, I, I mean, just looking at their last year results. Given the potential of this team and the driving talent present within this team, they've got to have they've got to put more drivers in the top ten of this year's championship. They have to.
0: Hey, you know, uh, you know, uh, Rossi's got a new strategist this year.
3: He's a
0: he's a familiar face. uh, Ran a team recently. Uh, You might know him as uh, former IndyCar race director Brian Barnhart. Oh, oh, God, he's going to he's gonna be out him. of
1: the sport. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Ross, uh, 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 <laughs> an an, an out-of-form Addicts Rossi and Brian Barnhart working together. This is either going to go really well or really terribly, and I'm not sure which. Um, that's going to no be fascinating here. to keep an eye on. Um, and yeah, that's not even talking about their F1 potential expansion because, uh, good lord, that's a messy one as well. Um, Team Penske. Speaking of wasted the potential. Imperial March music. we uh, so got the Imperial it, March the, music the in the background?
0: Yeah, yeah, Cam has gotten completely dark for this to mourn uh, the loss of Penske's competitive form at the Indianapolis 500. Um. What are you talking <laughs> about? My man's at pink now.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah Yeah, uh, do you like when i run down this team um like they it's it's well, You've well they've downsized the three cars first and foremost again and they've got well number two joseph newgarden championship runner-up last year um again probably about as surefire a thing in indycar as it gets at this point with newgarden scott mclaughlin in the number three car again last year's rookie of the year and willpower in the number 12 car and one of the big things that stuck out like a sore thumb last year as alluded to was their 500 pace and new garden spoke pretty openly about it um saying that there wasn't a single outright cause but it did add up saying quote with indianapolis we had to look at everything and hopefully it turns out to be 10 to 20 little things we found 10 to 20. Uh, we put all those together and it makes a difference for us. I think we have found good things to put forward. We'll just have to wait and see if it's enough, he said. We're going to keep working till we get to race day. Oh, boy. Here's um, the
3: thing, Skip. There's not just the 500 <laughs> last year. Joseph Newgarden, if you could count off how many awful things that Penske did across the season, Joseph Newgarden would have wrapped up the championship like three races in advance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Operationally, they have been a mess. Yeah. Very unlike their normal selves. And, like, it has held back because I think Newgarden could have easily won the last two championships but didn't on either occasion and was in the mix to do so on both occasions. He is, for me, arguably the best pound-for-pound driver in the entire series. It's, it's him and Dixon, as, was 1A and 1B, as far as I'm concerned. And Dixon, if anything, underperformed a bit last year by his lofty standards. Newgarden is that dude. He can win anywhere, on, on, on any track, on any
0: you day. Are that He's guy. that good. There was a whole string of races in the summer. Starting at the second Detroit Grand Prix, Going through Road America, he could have easily won three in a row in the summer, and that would have put him. That could have put him over the top in the championship. You know, Joseph Newgarden is about my age, right? And you wouldn't think mm. that he is like this weather-beaten, grizzled veteran of the IndyCar series. But this is no, going to be know. his eleventh season. He's done everything. He's won two titles. He's never been out of contention for a championship at Penske. The only thing he's missing now, and it's weird to say, that he is now the driver with the most accomplished resume that has not won the Indianapolis 500.
1: Yep, oh, uh, hasn't really come close he's even. The and, old, and that's he's the,
0: the, the, that's the, the only thing. Kind of he's sport warner at 31 years old. What the fuck?
3: I was going to say, in <laughs> the last time Penske actually looked like they were going to win a 500, they did win the 500, and Pagano used him as a fuel saving tool. Yeah, Um, pretty much. And he was their best driver in 2020 there, but got there mainly mainly via pit strategy because you could not pass a damn thing in 2020 at the 500.
1: Indeed. I mean, Kate, what do you make of the rest of the team here? Because, I mean, there's going to be heightened expectations for McLaughlin going forward, definitely, especially with the downsizing team and the fact he's not a rookie anymore. And... Is there is it fair to have question marks about power, cause he was ropey last year.
0: Power's been ropey for
1: like uh,
3: years. Go
0: ahead, King.
1: I I want to talk about
3: I, yeah, I don't acknowledge it, the existence of will power after Nashville last year.
0: <laughs> it's
2: it's certainly I don't know, it's certainly if if I had to say that someone was in a hot seat of Penske it would be willpower, especially with all the young drivers coming in at the you know the lower end teams that could be, you know, expected to replace him in a couple years' time, where it's but, it's sort of you have you have to prove your worth. But yeah, and he just wh- got
3: a contract extension.
2: Yeah, yeah. he got a contract extension extension to race at Penske. It doesn't have to be in an Indy car. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's I don't.
3: If he's gonna race like he did last year, I don't want to <laughs> see him in a Porsche nine RD.
1: I, I, I think I think the captain will be keeping a very close eye on Rinas VK this year. Mm-hmm. Just throwing. That I think out everyone there. should keep an yeah. eye on Rinas VK. Yeah,
3: you know also what would help Power he is
0: if he hmm. didn't start his season off like warmed over garbage. Because I think the last time he won, <laughs> bef- it's been what twenty eighteen. He swept the month of May, and then the last three seasons he's gotten off to some. Wretched start. And, and don't get me wrong, he still won a race. He could have easily won more. But if he's gonna if, if he still aspires to win another series title, he can't start off like this. He can't blow hot and cold like this. And for oh, Scott McLaughlin. To, to extend
3: to that effect, and this'll this applies to Scotty too. They have to fix their five hundred because it's worth too much it's worth too many points. If you have a bad, look, it's a testament to Joseph Newgarden's raw ability behind the wheel of a racing car. He's had two abysmal Indy 500s in a row and has been fighting for the championship at the final round. Not much of a fight, but the fact that he's even mathematically in contention when you're losing two races worth of points is impressive. Willpower clubbed Mm -hmm. the wall on the way into the 500 last year, scraped in by the skin of his teeth. They have yeah. to be
1: better. At, two cars in at their event. Yeah, they own the place, and Penske had two cars in Bumday. Yeah. It's year. nice
0: to win the brick. It's nice to win the prospect. Brickyard Grand Prix, but th- but they don't call this Brickyard GP car now, do they? No, <laughs> no they, <laughs> no, do, they not. do
1: not. And
3: uh, <laughs> and Scotty McLaughlin.
0: Scott was mm. great on ovals last year. Uh, it's strange yeah, for his Penske his 500.
3: To... His 500 didn't show how good he was because he owned mm-hmm. gold with a penalty right in the yeah. death.
0: It's interesting. Indeed. How long does uh, Penske have patience in the Scott Clockwork Project? Because if he has another tough season like this where he's fine but not to Penske's standards... Scott's going to probably think, you know, maybe I should give NASCAR a try. Maybe I should just keep chasing those supercars records. Mm.
1: And I hate that. It's going to be interesting because I feel like I said, he's not going to get the same leash in year two. He was good at Penske last year. He wasn't great. Um, he was still quite sloppy on the road and street courses. He was excellent at the ovals. I think, oval-wise, I think he's, he's dialed in. It's was um, a pleasant but, surprise. Uh, I think yeah, it's normally the other way around, um, which is interesting. But uh, yeah, hopefully, down to three cars, more resources. Hopefully, it gets the best out of world, because I think I think the kid's talented. There, no, no, doubt about that. But fourteenth is not going to cut it for long at Penske. Like he's he's had his he's had his rookie year. Year two needs to be better. I can no can't that.
3: cut it for power anymore because I mean this is Will Power. Who no. let's not forget uh, a couple years ago. Won this little race called the Indy 500, yeah. and was perennially perennially a top championship contender until very recently. We know
0: we're yeah. critical
3: because we know he can be that much better than what he's shown lately.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like Pagano was pushed out the door for less than what Power had last year.
3: I say so, yeah, that's um, something you've got to bear in mind now that I've come back into the light. Um, (laughs) Yeah, like last year, the whole Nashville incident and the kind of resigned shrug that, uh, by all accounts, Pagino's displeasure within the team um, Mm. would not surprise me if that was a big factor in him walking away from Penske, because by all accounts, Penske wanted to retain him. And normally you don't walk away from Roger Penske. He's kind of a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very, very interesting dynamic indeed. One more team, and uh, arguably the top dogs. The new Death Star. Definitely the top dogs last year. Yeah. <laughs> Chip Ganassi Racing, everybody. Um, to put it into perspective as to how good Chip Ganassi was last year, do you remember when Marcus Ericsson was a multi-race winning title contender last year? Mother of God. Yeah. Yeah, that was a thing. That was a thing that happened. Um, Chip Ganassi Racing, back with four full-time cars this year number eight marcus erickson yes Ericsson sixth in the championship last year just that was just a thing that happened uh number nine scott dixon actually quite disappointing by his standards last year by only finishing fourth and scott winning dixon, just the one race eternal um yeah alex polo reigning series champion still feels a little bit weird to say but alex polo in the number 10 car leading the way and jimmy in the 48 car. Jimmy Johnson is here and he's here full time this time around. He will race the entire schedule this year. Isn't that nice? Um, Still unconfirmed reports about Tony Kanaan in a fifth car, maybe running part time, definitely the 500 more on that as we get it. Um, But Dixon spoke eloquently about, uh, you know, 2021 and his struggles says he, he, and he, he's doing what I call the Lewis Hamilton revenge tour for this year, saying quote, Sometimes it's just not your year. Whatever dice you roll, it doesn't work out, and we definitely had several times on a strategy where it looked pretty straightforward what we were doing, and ultimately, whether a caution fell or whatever, it was the wrong thing to do. There's always a process. It's more about the process. Anyone getting some Joel Embiid vibes here, by the way? Um, It's always about the rebound and the fight to get back there. No, really, where's the Joel Embiid vibes here? Scott Um, Dixon went to his haters' funeral just
3: to make sure that the guy was
1: dead. (laughs) <laughs> i think losing sometimes gives you that a little bit more fight to try and turn that around and that definitely hasn't gone anywhere that's for sure is is the title fight going to be amongst this team because if it's anything like last year it
0: probably will be because this team was incredible last I'm year chomping, no, I'm chomping no way the bits to say something it. here because i have an email uh from the indycar series i'm, I'm on their oh. mailing list um this is their. This is for their defy everything campaign that I lampooned in the trial. And on the masthead, like the image on the top of the email, they have four people on the image. They have, of course, a reigning champion, Alex Pillow. You have Joseph Newgarden, runner-up. You have Patricia Ward, and you have mm-hmm. Roman Grosjean. You know what's missing from that? You know what's missing from that? Scott Ditson? Are we at the point where Scott Ditson huh? is the most slept-on driver in the the car series? Since-time series champion Scott Dixon, the most slept-on driver in IndyCar th- going into twenty twenty-two. Wow, how is it's Dixon a, it's a weird... arguably
1: the greatest driver in their series? Is how is Scott Dixon an afterthought here? He's Scott Dixon. <laughs> I,
3: I will. I will say oh. two. I will say two words. Alex Palo. This guy. Mm. This guy was this guy <laughs> was checks notes arguably the greatest driver in Indy 500 history away from winning an Indy 500 in his second attempt. That's pretty good. Yeah. He won the championship in his first year with Ganassi, beating Scott Dixon head to head. When is the last time that happened? Some guy named Dario was in the team.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Dario. Dar- I was going to say, it's Dario, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, shit. That doesn't happen. Doesn't. And at that point in time, at that point in time, Scott Dixon was good, but he wasn't Scott Dixon yet.
3: Right. Yeah, he wasn't Scott Dixon yet. <laughs> only, you know, only a couple championships, only an Indy 500 fa- <laughs> uh, ring on the finger. You know, just kind of a scrub compared to how he is now. And
0: we think, um, we, we think we'd see him differently if he had more than just the one Indy 500 win.
3: Probably, but Indy um. 500 wins. Um,. As I said in last year's season review, um, he walked into the house of pancakes and demanded waffles, with some fried chicken. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah, yeah, and and let's not forget Jimmy Johnson. He might, he probably isn't going to be a contender for champion, but I'm um, the 500. That's going to be real be, it's be look, scary. Look,
0: <laughs> look, it's if Jimmy Johnson attractive. runs well at the Indianapolis 500. That's that's. You've a cop he's the ever, that's the whole He's just time. here to have that's fun. The end game. that's the end game? RJ, yeah. I don't think it's if I don't, I don't think, think it's, it's if it. he runs well. I
1: think it's wet. Oh god. Yeah, <laughs> You're that sure, King. You're that sure. Johnson's gonna bring it to the bring it to the five yeah. hundred. Well this guy was
3: uh pretty good at Indianapolis in a stock car, mind you. Yeah. A little bit of a different yeah. vibe, yeah. but uh uh, seven NASCAR championships. It's not too bad, is it? Yeah. Um. Think, yeah. Uh, I'm expecting no. better things this year from Johnson, not only just from time to acclimatize to as about as far as you could get away from what he was driving for his entire career, but also running ovals, which were always Johnson's bread and butter anyways.
0: Yeah. If he does well in the ovals, yeah. that's, that's cash money. Everything else is a bonus. Uh, Marcus Erickson. Yeah. Was last year a fluke? Because those two wins were awesome. They were also a little bit fortuitous. And at the same time, I can't help but think that he has found something that we haven't seen in him since before he was in F1. I think...
3: consistency.
1: He was in the mix. And sometimes yeah. that sometimes that alone will get you a couple of wins if shit happens around you. You've got to be in it to win it at the end of the day. You don't fluke finishing sixth in a championship in IndyCar no. anymore. It, it's too close for that now. Like, Ericsson was in there, in those top ten finish positions, almost every week. I, I have to applaud what he's done at Chip Ganassi Racing, because I don't think anyone expected this out of his Marcus Erickson. His first manager was an Indy
0: 500 in the winner in Kenny Brack. It was meant to be.
2: Because yeah, I, I I think that this is what Marcus Erickson is probably going to be for the rest of his IndyCar career, like the walking top 10 finish, that if you need a top 10 finish he's, any given any given weekend, that is going to be Erickson. He's the
3: floor. He's consistently the floor for CGR, which is to mean Usually sixth or seventh on a bad day.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, when they when if, they did if their technical your bad reset, day, you're gonna have a very good time. Yeah, when they did like, their technical like, reset like, going into
3: 2020, I don't think they ever could have expected the team across the board to be this good.
1: Yeah, they have three automatic contenders walking in. No other team, I'd argue, has more than one right now. Like Chip Ganassi has three. Ericsson was genuinely in title contention after Nashville last year. He was only about 50 points off the top. Like, this was not a fluke. He was <laughs> genuinely this good. Yes, his wins are a little bit fortuitous, but you make your own lucky in motorsport nine times out of ten. That's how this sport yeah. goes. And, um, yeah... That eight, 8, 9, or 10 could easily win this championship and if Jimmy Johnson's a contender at the 500 everybody's eating good it's like, it, like everybody, everybody wins if Jimmy Johnson's you know good meal at the 500 is? that's right,
0: it's, it's fucking chicken tenders waffles and a side nah, of nah, it's that bone, yes. nah,
3: nah, bone in okay. you got that bone in chicken
0: but,
1: <laughs> nah. I prefer tenders myself, but before we get out of All here right. Gentlemen, i got a couple of questions. Who wins Rookie of the Year?
3: I'm on the Molucas train.
2: Yeah, just as a breakdown for all the listeners, uh, rookies this year, well, we have three native rookies Kirkwood, Molucas, and, well, Canadian Devlin Francesco. And mm. foreign rookies, we have I Lot. Uh, Calderon is. You could say, but like it'd be hard to win Rookie of the Year without competing. It's hard for Roman Grosjean
0: to do it. Yeah, Mm.
2: and uh, Christian Lundgaard. So those are Um, six rookies this year. I'm all in
3: on Malukas. I think he's got the best combination of talent coming in and a platform to actually perform.
0: This is going to be the safe pick, Mm. but I think to me it's Christian Lundgaard because he's on a more established team. He has. A better track record than Devlin DeFrancesco who is the only other driver who is on a top top half team that's in the fight. If Kyle Kirkwood's mm. talent alone can win him Rookie of the Year at AJ Foyt, oh look out! <laughs> but I'm not expecting that. My, my... Oh
2: man, I'm I am definitely like Foyt rebuild. Be damn, Kirkwood Rookie of the Whoa. Year. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh.
3: King, King just lost a point mind. to win
1: He's something. Mind. Point, he, 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 this is not a drill. <laughs> um, I said Malukas during an Astray video in, in January. I'm going to stick with that. I think it's David Malukas. I really really like that Dale coin fit. I really really do. Um, who would? You, how about a way too early 500 pick?
2: Oh man. Last year I said Palau. I was wrong. Oh. But so was close. I really wrong at the end of the day? <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> yes, you were.
2: But only by a
3: couple carlings.
1: <laughs> Good guess, though. Good guess. Um, oh. I've got a feeling that Colton Herter will finally put together a big 500 run. Mm. Mm.
2: Oh, what do you reckon, guys? I think in his first season... At Ray Hall, it'll be Jack Harvey.
1: You don't know Jack! (laughs)
2: Let's
0: go! See, um... I love the... (sighs) There's Mm -hmm. no way Chevrolet can be this bad forever at the 500, and they won't be.
3: Bold bold assumption.
0: My heart thinks that Joseph Newgard finally comes off the old guy without a board warner list. Again, a thirty one year old old guy without a board warner. <laughs> um but my gut feeling is that it's gonna be Renus VK winning the Indy five hundred. Wow. Spin moves for days I like I like
1: that pick. Cam, what do you reckon?
3: I them as an Indy I mentioned them as an, <laughs> you're, them you're as an keep, Indy five hundred death get... death lineup. And I stand by that. But I I don't know.
1: You're picking Pagino, just stop.
3: <laughs> I think I think we might see a five time this year.
1: Ugh. Really? Helio goes back to back. It did oh, it before. okay. Four very varied picks here. I like this. Okay, before we get out it, one more question. Your overall season champion will be... Dot, Lifting dot. the
0: Astor Cup in a year which is going to start with him with, uh, after coming off a year which ended with him in F1 Talks. On a hot streak. Going into a season where he is once again at the center of future F1 Talks the pound for pound best driver last season, the best front runner in IndyCar right now, going into his H22 season. It's got to be Colton Herta.
2: Oh. oh, boy. Hmm. King, what do you reckon? Uh, I know I was a bit harsh on them during during that portion of the preview but I think Pato gets the job done. Oh, Pato. Cam.
3: Mm. He's thinking about it. Ge- gears are turning. He wants... I just he- can't... He-, he wants to take Pajano again. I can't... <sighs> d- stop it. Stop it. Because <laughs> you're going you're gonna to influence my decision. No, I think raising the Astor Cup... For the second year in Succession, the guy who I knew was gold when I watched him win that Super Formula race in pissing conditions.
0: Yeah. He hasn't driven a wet race in IndyCar yet. Oh, man. If we get a
3: wet race in IndyCar, God help us all. I think Polo goes back to back as well.
1: It's weird that it's like... Polo is reigning champion and was absolutely incredible last year. And it took the, it took three goes round before someone picked him to win the title. It's, cra- it's like we do
2: not really hard team. to win back to back.
1: It's it's stupidly hard, and I would I would say, looking at my list, I think there's five or six guys that can win this
2: title, and it wouldn't shock anybody. So Which I testament- should know. Since the introduction of the DW12, no drivers won the championship back to back.
3: First time for everything.
2: Old. King, <laughs> are you are you
1: guys just going to leave Joseph Newgarden there for me to lay yes. up and take here? Because I just think Newgarden is just that good. He just he finds a way. He always does, even if he's not spectacular in in every race. He just racks up points like a machine. D- Dixon's right there as well yeah, like, that's I want the true. pound for pound two best guys in the series and I like, want to pick one of
2: them Dixon has <laughs> dropped the lead anchor known as defending the championship that's just,
0: that's just one, that's just <laughs> one Ter- critical slot <laughs>
3: <laughs> terminally unable to defend some things
1: you
0: know what it is
1: I'm gonna go with new dad energy. Like, I think Mike Trout's gonna hit for 400 this year in baseball if we get a season. I'm gonna go with Joseph Newgarden here. I think Newgarden is just that good. All no, no, Pado the-
2: has that energy. He stole his, he stole his boss's <laughs> kid. He's good.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Was a brilliant shot as well. I haven't seen during 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 McLaren's car launch. Pado literally. Uh, Stole his boss's kid. It was beautiful. Beautiful
2: shot. In the biz, um, we know that is kidnapping.
1: <laughs> I know <laughs> what we're talking about. We don't well, condone gonna, this here, but it yeah, was well, very funny.
0: And a kid um, that's going to be napping his way in the victory circle uh, a lot this year. And if he if he strings back to get, together back to back titles, those super license points are on lock. If he wants,
1: indeed, it. indeed. That's. I, w- I wanted to take her to but RJ got there first. But I think I, I, I can't. I can't begrudge a New
0: Garden pick. It's it's a safe pair yeah, of hands. I wasn't, wasn't going to go for the Homer like, pick, and I don't even live in Tennessee anymore. <laughs> the temptation was
1: there. IndyCar season starts this weekend in St. Petersburg. I cannot wait. As I said, we are going to have. 26 cars on that grid this weekend it is going to be fantastic I can't wait to sit down and watch it I'm more excited about this than just about any other series in motorsport bar one and we talk about that one next week we take two wheels off the top it's MotoGP because they'll be setting up for their season opener in Qatar and uh all of that will be in the shadow of Pedro Acosta, who we're all gushing about in Moto2 testing as we speak, because God help us all! He's coming! He's going to take us all! Um, anyway, um, IndyCar Moto GPC's Season preview will be coming up next week. We'll be back next week as well for an IndyCar review from St. Petersburg as well, so... Until then, places um, you can find us one more time, youtube.com forward slash motorsport101. Same on Facebook, Twitter at motorsport underscore 101. Our personal handles are on the screen right now. At Harris101HD, at Ryan Eric King, at RJ O'Connell, at C. 917 Instagram, motorsport101pod, all of that. And I'm much, much more sure including written pieces and all that good stuff. Reviews from me as well from all of those races will be on the website, motorsport101.com as well. So until then, I can't wait for next week. It's, uh, until then, I've been Dre Harrison. Thanks for the 300 shows, you guys. David Ryan, Garrett King, Cam Buckley, and R.J. O'Connell. Here's for the next 300. Until then, this Ghost Sparta? No, no, nah, i <laughs> Take care. all <Ready>, <laughs> Bye. All
3: hail the strawberry milk.
0: You know, if Elio, if Elio oh, Castro Davis goes has... back-to-back this time, he can't talk Paul Tracy from the broadcast booth this time.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but he can shout him out in victory lane we just did
1: we just, we just did a season preview and no one picked Scott Dixon to win the
3: title oh we are God all wasted. serious people oh my twisted. <laughs> toasted by yeah,
2: yeah, uh, if, if there isn't a show next week just look for Emma Davies Dixon she did it <laughs>